Hello, 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 and welcome to the first taste reading series on the Day Beautiful podcast feed. I'm Adam Vitkavich, and on this version of the podcast, I invite a writer to read from their debut book so readers can get a first taste of exactly what they're in for. If you like what you hear here, check us out on daybeautiful.net and on all social media at daybeautiful. Today's guest lives in Los Angeles, and her work has previously appeared in LitHub and the Literary Review, among other publications. She holds an MFA from NYU, and her debut novel, Rabbit Hole, is out now. Please welcome Kate Brody. Hey, Kate. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited for people to discover Rabbit Hole. It's like one of the first books out in a year. Literally, like you can't get any earlier than this. How are you feeling leading up to, I mean, we're recording this before the podcast will come out, obviously. That's how podcasts work. But uh, how are you feeling leading up to the holidays with all the pressure of that, all the pressure of, you know, the book coming out? How are you doing? I'm feeling okay, actually. I thought I would be feeling worse, but um, I think I'm in good shape. I have a really great team behind me and um I'm kind of relieved that we're you know we're books coming out on the second and we have this holiday break because I don't know how other writers do it you know the idea of working up to the minute sounds Mm -hmm. pretty bad too so sometime next week I'm just gonna turn everything off and then we'll go live on the second yeah oh I love to hear that and your book rabbit hole uh is the the title tell readers a little bit about what rabbit hole by Kate Brody's. So the book is, um, I'm kind of describing it as a literary thriller. It's I think kind of standing on the line between literary fiction and crime fiction. Uh, it opens with, um, the suicide of Mark Angstrom and he is our protagonist, Teddy's father. Uh, and he, Um, dies on the 10th anniversary of his other daughter's disappearance. So his death kind of ignites this chain of events um, by which Teddy ends up diving back into her sister's cold case disappearance and gets interested in these um, Reddit true crime communities and, you know, hence the title rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Um, At one point she links up with uh, this young woman who's kind of a doppelganger for her sister. So there's a little bit of um, that thriller element threaded throughout, but it's really a book about grief and um, family and how you pick up the pieces or don't in the wake of these events that can kind of um, rupture your whole life. Um, what part of the book will you be reading for us today? So I'm going to read, um, this is about 25 pages in, um, like I said, on the very first page, Teddy's dad, um, dies and they find his car. He's driven himself off of this covered bridge in mid coast Maine. So, uh, um, that happens on the first page, 25 pages in they're scattering his ashes. And that's the scene that I'm going to read today. Terrific. Take it away. Okay. We cremate him to get it over with. And on Monday, while it's raining and everyone is home or at work, we sneak back onto the bridge where he killed himself to scatter his ashes through the hole he left behind. Is this the right place? Mom asks when we've already thrown half the dust. Where else? I'm holding a fistful of my father in a gloved hand. The ashes are coarse and gray, and Mom told me they taste of metal and eggs. She said she felt compelled to consume a small amount. 
I didn't ask questions. I don't know, she says. You can let that go. I empty my hand, but some ashes stick to the wet suede. Mom says they're called cremains. They shouldn't make portmanteaus for stuff like this, I think. What they should do is find a way to make this powder smell like the person it came from, like bar soap and hidden chocolates. The mortician put the remains in a large square tin and covered them with loose cotton, like a bottle of aspirin. I thought it was a nice touch. It reminded me of the rabbit holes we used to find in the backyard as kids, covered over with the mama's down. Dad would poke at the cottony fluff using a stick so that we could peek at the bunnies, small as hamsters and blind, all curled together for warmth. Dad would hold the barrier back for a moment, warning us not to touch anything and leave a scent, or the mama rabbit would abandon her babies and they'd starve to death. Then he'd drop it gently. The cotton would fall and the bunnies would disappear, safe, ready for the mama to come home to them. We finished the work in silence. There's more to spread than I had anticipated. I imagined one elegant sweeping gesture, but we have to return over and over to the supply until it becomes a rope, a chore. Somewhere in the middle, it strikes me as funny. I laugh and mom laughs too, neither of us acknowledging the joke. And then at the end, it's sad again. At the end, when there's only a little powder left in the plastic lining and mom shakes it feebly over the jagged wooden posts, and I can tell we're both thinking how small it all feels, the end of a person. Why do you think he did it? Mom asks. He was depressed, I say. You know that. He hadn't been himself for a long time. I guess not, she says. Maybe I should have known he might. He had never tried before, I don't think. She pauses. The date makes sense, the anniversary. That's funny, I say. We're out of ashes, so I peel off my soiled gloves and throw them down into the river. That's the part I understand the least. I can't imagine him wanting to steal Angie's thunder. I shake my head. That's putting it wrong. Let's get into the car, Mom says. This damp will chill your bones. She stares out over the bridge. She's not looking down into the shallows where his car fell, but out. Out towards the place where the river turns black in the shadow of the narrowing trees, where it snakes out of sight. The last part visible to the eye. This is a beautiful place, isn't it? Through my sunglasses, everything is cast in gray. Sky, trees, river like an artery of tar. Sure, I say and I turn my parkin into umbrella and hold it above our heads so we can run back to the car together. Soon it will be April, and then May, and then summer, and then for a moment this place will be briefly beautiful. I can imagine it for her. Anyways, she said when we're ten minutes into the drive home, we haven't spoken since the bridge. I'm not surprised with his obsession. What obsession? The little I could gather. Angie? All his theories. He was still doing that private detective stuff, I say, feigning incredulity, even though I knew it was for his sake that we never acknowledged she was dead. At some point, we all tacitly agreed to not ask and not tell. We settled on treating him like a mental patient, and he settled on treating us like apostates. I guess he finally gave up, Mom says. That was Kate Brody reading from her debut novel, Rabbit Hole, which is out now. 
Thank you, Kate, for joining the Day Beautiful podcast first taste reading series. You can find her at katebrodyauthor.com and on Twitter and Instagram at katebrodyauthor. You can find Day Beautiful at daybeautiful.net and on all social media at daybeautiful. And as always, I'm Adam. This is Day Beautiful, and you're all beautiful. Thank you.